Who are you talking to back there? You think you're a hardball? I remember when I was a hardball. <laughs> Kai Ju, Dr. Tar. Kai who? Kai who? This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight King Ghidorah. Gadfly. This is Dr. Hidorah. <laughs> and you are and listening to the Blair Witch door shut. I know. Oh, speaking of oh <laughs> Anyway, so we're here. The movie I got stuck with was <laughs> was uh, Godzilla versus, you know, and I'm, you guys know I'm pretty open to Godzilla, so I, I'm pretty forgiving. And, I mean, it was fun, I guess. I'm, it, it was fun, I guess, in some parts, but the story. <laughs> oh man, what can I say? It was it was visually exciting. Lots of stuff going on, you know. So, uh, what, yeah, and this version, I don't know. It, like I said, I'm coming at it being much older, you know, just kind of. It, to me, this movie lacked charm. This is what I liked about the first one. First one just has that goofiness of, you know, kind of what you made you fell in love with rubbery monsters and such, you know. I don't know. I, the, the movie came off very. How do I put it? Impersonal, or just cold? I just, I just didn't feel the same way. Excited about it. It was just, I don't know. I guess when if you're going in at six years and watching this, it would be just an awesome movie. It'd be fun. So, what do you guys think? I agree with you uh, on on that tar. As far as uh, not, maybe not so much that it's cold, but um, it does certainly lack what you say, the charm of the original 62, which was the third Godzilla movie. It was the first one in color, the first one with humor brought in it. And this movie, the legendary series, tries to be funny at times, and it fails. It falls flat every time. Like, their writers <laughs> can't think of a funny joke. Like, when King Ghidorah was brought in with King of the Monsters, they went, Oh, gonorrhea? <laughs> because gonorrhea sounds like Ghidorah, and we're going to make a joke, and we're going to call it gonorrhea, and people are going to laugh. I can just imagine the writer's table, and they're like, Yeah, that's great. No, no, it's shit. Writers, 
<laughs> That's all it is. Um, the, the monster scenes are were fun. Uh, you know, they can do things now that they couldn't do. Exactly. Yeah. With the suits. But yes, the writing and the human story is bad, except for the little girl. Um, and, and, and I am not expecting so this was just yeah and and uh but but know. after seeing I, I shin godzilla that kind of shin godzilla was fantastic <laughs> but i think i think legendary takes itself too seriously in a lot of ways and they're trying to make these these monster movies look like too much into today's reality you know which which is neat to see in some regard which which i thought the 2014 godzilla was was cool in some of the point of view shots they had, you know, from people. And here's Godzilla, especially at the bridge, which I thought was really effective. Um, but this movie, they clearly want you to like Kong, you know, the sympathetic character, <laughs> and and the relationship with the little girls, like Mighty Joe Young in a way. And um, you know, they clearly want you to be sympathetic towards Kong. And Godzilla is just an asshole, you know, because of whatever was going on. But. Uh, you know, and I like this idea of monarch and and what they're wanting to do, but um, and and they borrowed heavily from Toho with the, the oh, yeah. Mega Godzilla, you know, using using King Ghidorah's heads to create this kind of body, this connection to uh, to Mega Godzilla. It's kind of like what what Toho has what, done, and the same thing. With, what was uh, the other Mega Godzilla? Oh, where they yeah, use the bones. Yeah. Kiryu, from Godzilla. Yeah, Kiryu yeah, in the early 2000s in the Millennium series. And they brought in a, a little bit of the whole Pacific Rim notion. Yeah. You know, with the cyber connection I, to uh, King Ghidorah, you know. That those those are kind of neat, but there are some things where I just like watch and like, oh, <laughs> I, like, I like the Hollow Earth. I think that's great because I love that concept. Well, no, okay. It's a, that's pulpy. That's like you know, that's oh, like, like a Rice Burroughs, you know, adventure stuff. But then seeing the Kong Cave, where he literally sits on a throne, like, oh, looking like Conan oh. the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, and he's got an axe. You know, I'm like, oh, by this axe I rule. Um, you know, and then some of the things that they expect you to accept, they want you to swallow this hot load. Where like the guy who's setting the pacemaker, the heave pacemaker on Kong, <laughs> like he's got a gigantic ape to crawl down from, and like five seconds later, he's on the ground. He's got wait, how'd you get off this ape? You're 150 feet up off the ground, and then he's running away. Things like that, um, you know, just and and <laughs> just the ridiculousness of it. They want you to just tacitly accept these ludicrous, ludicrous kinds of things. And, and I'm a person. Know, and I'm normally not opposed to all that. Because I can accept giant monsters. You're telling me I'm going to accept that. I'll <laughs> suspend my disbelief for these for these monsters. That's fine. Just don't treat me like I'm a fucking idiot or a fucking retard here by telling me to accept. I know I shouldn't say that word. We'll have to cut it. I'm sorry. Accept? Just, no, that's a fine word. Yeah, accept yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't expect me to accept the, the, the stupidity of, of saying I'm going to have a guy jump off of Kong and five seconds later, he's in safe distance, you know, and I guess they just expect you to suspend your disbelief on everything. And that that's where this movie kind of makes those lurches that stand out for me. And uh, it's almost as bad as the creatures kowtowing and bending to King Ghidorah and King of the Monsters. <laughs> that was just like a kick in the nuts. Thank you, Legendary. Fuck you. <laughs> well, at least they didn't talk with a cartoon. Thank you. 
Let's go beat up this monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's classic. <laughs> okay. You two non Godzilla fans, what do you think? <laughs> I, yeah, I enjoy, oh. go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Uh yeah, I uh I enjoyed them. Uh, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed King of the Monsters. Um, again, I have a nostalgic feeling towards the old Godzilla just because I was a kid, you know, and I'd watch him on TV and stuff. Um, but I have never made any bones about how utterly absurd and ridiculous those movies are. Exactly. Right? They are. Um, and I think what like some of the things that you're pointing out in the new movie are the things that uh, younger generations... Uh, are accepting and pointing out other stuff that you guys maybe buy into from what you right watched. exactly I know so, I agree and uh, I liked okay so we have King Kong who is less ape like in this movie he's standing up a little bit more erect right uh, we find out that he can communicate through sign language like he's smart enough to start picking up stuff um, and he fights the king of the monsters and loses, right? Because the king of the monsters is the king of the monsters, Godzilla. The reason the axe and all that has to, is there is that axe is one of uh, Godzilla's um, fins, correct? Yeah, yeah, from the long-standing history of fighting between right. Kong and Godzilla. Right, right. yeah, the, the ancient monsters, which they've alluded to before. I sure. think the the axe thing was brilliant because how else is Kong going to stand up against the breath weapon? I mean, one breath weapon to the face, the chest, done. It's over, right? Uh, but he has a piece that he can use to defend himself and even charge the, the thing, you know, uh, in order to stand up and actually have a fight uh, with Godzilla without having to just constantly jump away from the, this breath that's hitting him. Um, I think... The addition of the kids, uh, you know, that whole kids storyline is absolutely no different than the, the bullshit you've seen in the old Godzilla movies, too. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, right. but... And more so in the Gamera movies. But and, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I think my biggest gripe was with them. And that was we got to shut this down and pouring water on the keyboard completely shuts this monumental you know computer thing down and oh like, it was alcohol that makes the difference okay it was yeah, you're right <laughs> it, was it, was, it was special that, alcohol alcohol yeah. always makes a difference right right <laughs> yeah well and it was you know they were fight they were they were hanging out with a podcaster come on that's you gotta yeah. like that it was no insane radio but it was no, uh again. you know there was podcasting involved um and I think, uh, yeah, the, the CG was just amazing. The choreography of the fights and, and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, the, so fight you, out, yeah. the fight out in the ocean was great on yeah. top of the aircraft carrier. I mean, yeah, it looks, would you, uh, looks great, right. What did you think of the reintroduction of uh, Mechagodzilla? Did you... Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I said, I just, again, I go into these movies not like... Oh, yeah. yeah you know, I just, you I'm just to. like, yeah, I just, I'm here to watch a, a movie. Uh, and it's about big shit beating on each other. You know, I mean, it's, uh, and so I'm just going to take it from there. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to recontextualize it or contextualize it with the past movies, which I enjoyed. Um, but, you know, when I enjoyed those, I was sitting in a fucking cardboard box that I'd marked up as a spaceship. <laughs> so well, you're working on this one? I mean, yeah. <laughs> last week you're doing that, which is great. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I now I get to maneuver my own couch in my uh, um, coffee table because I'm an adult. To, to, Which to are two larger space. cardboard boxes, right? <laughs> yeah, couch. True. Hey, this box couch is a couch now. <laughs> I have an, I have an addition. <laughs> the uh, but I I, I like uh, 
um, yeah, I just like the production value for it. It's just a, a visually. And the only other gripe I had was the hollow earth. Okay, so I thought the hollow earth was this extra dimensional space that they were going in through portals, right? That's that, what, see, that's what I had the impression of. But the, the thing that fucks that all up is the fact that Godzilla is shooting his breath into the ground and drilling <laughs> all the way into the hollow earth. Right? <laughs> to, to, uh, to power I groaned out loud at that. That was just so bad. You know, melting the earth like it's, it's like the china syndrome yeah you know so i, I just thought that that it, was probably the most it, it just, silliest yeah it fucked up my whole theory of it being an in, extra dimensional space that it was because they, when it. kong jumps through that's what it, yeah kind of trading this Stargate. extra dimensional hyperspace or whatever it is yeah, yeah. yeah no I, it's not no it's not it's it, it's it's the it's 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 the transition of gravity if you watch how it's all shot it's all the transition. Everything is physically correct for how how this this gravitational pull is going to have that pivot point. That's all that is, and it's just brilliantly conveyed with with this animation. The yeah, the special effects in this movie are just terrific. They're terrific. Um, and all of the other stuff is superfluous <laughs> to what goes on. I, the fight scenes, all of the interactive scenes, you know, I knew going in, you know, I'm an adult. I knew going in what was going to happen. I knew that Kong, King Kong, and Godzilla would team up. I just knew that was going to happen. Um, I had uh, already uh, knew that that, that uh, Mecha Godzilla was in it. I watched something that kind of these guys said. I think I, look, look at that. See that in the trailer? That that's that's a sign that Mecha Godzilla's here. And they were fucking right. <laughs> so, um, but I enjoyed all of that. I liked the little girl, um, and you know I liked the humanization of of Kong a little bit more. You know, and and there again, yeah, it's, it's the whole it mythos. The whole mythos goes back so far. But that yeah. you know, and I understand all that, but. The movie, as it stands, you know, it does have a lot of the flaws. But as Gadfly pointed out, all of these flaws that you're pointing out, they're flaws in every one of these movies. Oh, no. And so so that's, you know, that's 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 to be expected from the movies. If you if you want to cut away all of the junk and see the really cool interaction, even in the old movies, I wanted to see those cardboard boxes those those you know fake buildings crumble that was what i was there for i wasn't there to see you know the 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 two girls singing in the one it was cool you know i like that that was really magical but other than that you know that's what this movie falls into um I, it's beautifully shot it's just beautifully shot and integrated the the live action with the with all of the cg is just absolutely almost flawless i mean probably somebody can go and pick them find stuff but man i didn't and and there again it the level of how they they present it is you don't think about that at the time you're just marveling at how 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 and i like the the more hyper real uh head i like that better than the old uh suits because i to me it's it's it touches more into my real imagination than than some guy in a rubber suit. I really had to suspend my you know disbelief watching the guy in the rubber suit. I never did. I, I couldn't, you know. And yeah. here I can. I actually can emote more with them as as characters and not just as a generated object. Sure. 
And I, I think this movie kind of uh, is, is a testament to that, to that ability. Um, yeah, and it has its, you know, it, it's sappy. I think I said this one other time in passing. It's a sappy movie, but all of these movies are sappy movies. And you got that element to them, you know, and they're just continuing that element. I love the Hollow Earth. And that's why I said I like the Hollow Earth because of that, that transition. So it made perfect sense to me when Godzilla bores the hole. You know, I, it made perfect sense to me. I said, yeah, no, how no, is he going to get down there? Let's just do it. It's <laughs> the next movie where everything comes out of the hole. Exactly. You know, exactly. Megalon. Yeah. One thing, yeah. Yeah. One thing I've always, you know, once I started think, forgetting, after, after I was a kid, and once I hit, like, my teenage years and talking about it with our with our wonderful friend, Tim Bean, we had talked about Mechagodzilla. And other than in the first two, first movie or two, where he... Mechagodzilla is covered in a fake Godzilla rubber suit and is pretending to be Godzilla. The version in the 90s and the Kiryu version and all this one, why in the world would you have it roar? You know, <laughs> there's just no need for it. It's part of the silliness of it where Godzilla, like, you know, Mechagodzilla roars back and goes, ah! And I'm thinking is some engineer, some sucker had to go, okay, shit, we gotta, we gotta make a roar sound. We need a big fucking speaker. And we gotta tune this roar so it sounds great, like, like the guys who work at Harley Davidson. We gotta tune this engine so it sounds just right. That's what I was thinking. Like, I just kind of started laughing, not like, not like in a condescending kind of way. But just, just, it just made me chuckle. Wouldn't that be a byproduct yeah, that, that of the Ghidorah? To detail. The Ghid yeah. that, that'd be a byproduct of Ghidorah though, being connected to it, right? Well, you'd still have to build a voice box. You still have to build a voice box just because it's a skull connecting to another skull. Right, but and and it's. Yeah, it's psychological warfare. You know, it, you put that you put that scream in there, that sound, you're instantly going to make people panic. That's what it's there for. Come on, you know, that's there's a practical, absolutely practical reason for that for that roar, just to instill fear and chaos in in the general human public. It worked on General Noriega. <laughs> it's it's the uh, flight of the Valkyries from, from Apocalypse Now. So yeah, there you go. Well, that's right. true. I never thought of that in that way. That makes perfect sense. But yeah, I, I mean, as much as I've kind of ripped on these elements, I, I, I still, I, I can enjoy, it. and I do agree with you, Feather. I mean, it looks beautiful, and as yes, this when you see the brawl, I mean, is we finally get to see two monsters just knocking the shit off each other, haymakers, and and the violence of like swinging and throwing these creatures that could not be done in a way that as much as Toho tried to do, like with, I think one of their better examples like Godzilla versus Destroya, you know, it, it, this, this has so much more movement and action oh, yeah. and, and quick and fast. So I agree with you on all those aspects. Technically it is a beautiful film. Um, I guess at times I just felt like I was being treated like I was an idiot and that's why I kind of resented, but I think but, he was, I think he was being treated like a young person. That, that's probably um, and you know in, I think self. wasn't it Utah that said you know if you, maybe if I was seven years old this movie would just be absolutely fantastically great and terrific and and cool and it's CG and that doesn't mean anything to me it's just immersive right. reality man right oh yeah I, I, <laughs> and the, I can put myself into that that six or ten year old slot yeah and come away thinking this was the best movie i've ever seen in my life yeah i totally get it. like king of the monsters like i see yeah. so many monsters on the screen i totally <laughs> i totally agree with you on that on that regard so there are parts of me that 
that 10 year old self is watching these and i don't have a thing against legendary i appreciate that they're bringing back godzilla and, and doing these things for a whole new audience and for the most part i think they've done pretty well um you know it just uh there were there were parts of things i didn't like but i can easily say that about most of the you know a lot of the toho movies too yeah. so especially the millennium series well I, and i i think uh one of the things to to kind of consider is the these legendary pictures are very much Hollywood marketing machines. Like you know, that's it's very much a Hollywood kind of mechanism for just those and, movies. And, and then we, Toho's still behind them too. So right, right. But we also have Shin Godzilla in there. You know, um, in the middle of that, which I would say is not even the same kind of movie. It's a completely no, it's different class of movie. Um, and it has nothing Hollywood about it. You know, I mean, there's the story, the visuals are still phenomenal. Um, and uh, the way they make it almost kind of look like a rubber suit, but not being a rubber suit. You know what I mean? Like, I think they kind of played with that that uh, that paradigm or whatever you'd call it. Um, and then, you know, I so I think those are all very different. And then they, didn't they have like a resurgence in the like 80s and early 2000s or 90s or something where they made some more uh, Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they had a break from at 75, then they came back in 84, and they took a 10-year break off. And then they went from to 95, I think, and then came back in 99. And then they did movies till 2005. And then, then Shin Godzilla came out. Well, and it was great because those movies I got to see uh, with my son, who was, you know, just a kid. So I had never seen them when they were making them in the 80s. I'd stopped watching Godzilla movies altogether. Um, but then he got into Godzilla, so we started watching all those like 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s. Um, and those were pretty interesting because it was like better budget rubber suits, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and some interesting. Yeah, the Hasty things. series is really good. Yeah. Sorry, talk over you. No, that's cool. That's a, I don't know what the how to term those different eras. Showa is the classic era from like '54 to like '75. Is considered the Showa era. Right. Then in 1984, when they bring back Godzilla, from '84 to I want to say '91 or something like that. Well, that was yeah '90 '95. Whenever Destroya was, that's called the Heisei series, and then the Millennium series takes over with Godzilla 2000 all the way through Godzilla Final Wars. That's considered the, the Millennium Series. And then I know they started with Shin Godzilla. I forget what they call it. It's a different name for this era. But as they've done only one movie, you know, I'm not sure what they're going to do next. I'd like to see a sequel to Shin Godzilla. I think that would be awesome. So with the legendary pictures, uh, we have what we've got. Godzilla was at the first one with uh, Brian yeah. Cranston. And then right. we had... Uh, and Scarlet Witch. Yes. And Scarlet Witch. And uh, then we had uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Or, and then it was then it was uh, King of the uh, King Godzilla of King of the Monsters. Uh, and now we have Godzilla versus uh, Kong. And it's it, it's interesting to note uh, they don't call him King Kong, do they? He's just no. he's just Kong. Right. Um. So of those, which is the best one of the legendary pictures? I like Skull Island a lot. I thought that was good. I like that one. Just all-out adventure story, and I really like. But yet, yeah, it was they did some really kind of different things with Kong. Like you were saying, he's more humanoid now, thinks more. Uh, they got away from the girl in the ape kind of 
you know, mindset. You know, it wasn't sex. He wasn't oriented about that. He was definitely a protector of the island and his people, stuff, wildlife and all that stuff. So, yeah, I and there was yeah, I like the story. I just thought it was pretty good, and it was the introduction to the Hollower idea. So, so Doctor Head, which one of those do you favor the most? Uh, I think I like the the first Godzilla, the twenty fourteen. Um, I like that because of the way it, the point of view shots of Godzilla, the introduction to it. And there's a moment toward the end when he just def- you know defeated the Mudo, where Godzilla makes a look, he exchanges glances with Pietro, and um, and and he just kind of sighs. You know, there's this like look like, oh fuck, this has been a long day, and that was like the first time I really saw like a, a an emotion, in, in, you know, Godzilla emote in a way that was human in a way you could relate to him and i really liked that because as much as like destroyer you know i still want to cry when i watch godzilla die and destroyer um there still isn't that sense of emotion on his face because what they can do with cg now is so different so i i like it because of that and i like it how it kind of teased it a little bit too much um and it was original monsters new new monsters i like the setup of it all so i think of the four movies that one i i enjoy the most but I think as they've gotten, as they moved on, I liked King of the Monsters because of Rodan. Just, just was great. The, again, more monsters, more fights, um, and this one had a bigger brawl. So I think in some ways, I think they're learning their craft, just like Toho did when they first started coming out. The movies are getting better as they come along, but I still, I think I like that first one best. How about you, Feather? Godzilla versus Kong is my favorite of all of them. Um, I like the other ones. I like them, but this one hit a chord for me. I liked the monsters. I liked I liked all of the all of the the sappy pathos. You know, I liked all of that. Um, you know, there're flaws. It, you know, and every movie there's flaws. You know, but I don't know. Overall, it just seemed to capture something. I just thought the fight scenes were the best of any of all of them, and you know, it, some, there's some good fight scenes in the other ones, but this just seemed to capture something for me, you know, for for that for the whole franchise, you know. And, and you know, let's face it, I've been following the franchise from the very absolute beginning, you know, of all of this. Uh, it was and, fun how they built this and it up. Just, well, yeah, but I mean, I and I and I think they just did a great job, and I thought it was just beautifully shot, and that means a lot to me, you know. Yeah. And I I liked it. I liked it. I liked the. I liked. I, I like the Conan aspect. I really did. I love that. I like the Hollow Earth. I, I, and there, and it's you know more f- fleshed out here. You know, giving giving you some a taste of what it, you know. It's kind of the weirdness of it and everything. I, yeah. So that's it for me. Yeah, I uh, I like Kong Skull Island um, because it's like Apocalypse Now meets uh, Indiana Jones. Big Monkey. Yeah, yeah. meets you know King Kong. Um, and anytime John C. Riley has a samurai sword, I'm in for that movie, right? Just he had Randy Jackson sign it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, uh, but I also liked uh, um, Godzilla versus Kong, um, just because of you know the kind of evolution. Of what it is, and and like I uh, Doctor Head said, uh, they're they're figuring their craft out, you know, and you know, figuring out how to 
to work these monster movies. Um, and uh, you can just imagine there's a big battle between the guys who want to do the CG and the, and the marketing guys who want this story about a podcaster and uh, the two kids that find them, you know. Um, and uh, and the, they're just having meetings where there's finger gestures saying, make it work, make it work. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I, and I, uh, but I would say of all those, if you got to watch any of them, watch Shin Godzilla, because uh, uh, to me, that's, uh, that's the Godzilla movie of the 2000s, you know, um, just because it's so bizarre and weird. And I want to see another one of those because that ending, uh, and the shot of a tail it's a funny thing the shot of a tail is what got me wanting to see more you know yeah the um but yeah that's what i said i like uh, kong uh you know i didn't really like the godzilla with pietro um and uh brian cranston you know just because uh i kept expecting him to go i did it for my kaiju <laughs> <laughs> um and then say I think, my name I, I need to watch uh, King of the Monsters again. Um, I thought there was a lot of good stuff in there, but I think there was a lot of stuff that was distracting me, like about the, maybe the story or something like that. Like, I think uh, I kept getting distracted by these character motivations. Like, the, the dad seemed like a real shithead. Um, you know, you, but then you go, oh, well, the mom's kind of a shithead too because she's brought her daughter into this <laughs> laboratory situation yeah. with Mothra. Right. Um, yeah. So, but again, they're living in a world where these monsters exist now, and you know mm -hmm. they're about to overrun them. So, right. Uh, yeah. One one thing I uh, at first when I saw this, what Legendary has done, I think they are really kind of aping the the Geno, the 1998 Geno. It's just raining. There's like so much water, and I'm thinking, are they trying to blur the special effects, or I mean, what are they doing with so much rain? Because even the fight on the ocean, even though it's daylight it's still water splashing everywhere mm -hmm. um, until they get to Hong Kong you know which again when they say oh the city's being evacuated like two seconds later it's empty like it's Hong Kong you know how many people are there um, yeah but you know how long they've been preparing to do that I guess so my bags <laughs> underground are baby underground the monsters showing up those, right. those super tubes you know yeah. yeah the boom tubes right exactly <laughs> uh, yeah so there's a story unto itself. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but they did they did bring in some of the effects, and I and I agree with you wholeheartedly. The, the special effects are getting better and better, and the shots. Like I really love the shots. They kind of did this in the first one with the halo jumpers. We get really close to Godzilla, and they did the same thing here with one of the guy in the jet, who yeah. like flies really close to Kong's face. You know, and it's like that's that's really awesome. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to imagine. Had you done that in this suit, you would see every little crack in that in that rubber. You know, it'd and just you be have. Like, <laughs> yeah, it'd just be ridiculous. You know, like you've seen the close-up shots in King Kong versus Godzilla '62, or, or oh, oh know, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, so for, for all those things, I applaud and kudos. The monster kid in me is very happy with that, and I guess the adult in me sometimes just takes over too much. And I have to remember, look, it's a fucking monster movie. Don't expect realism and just accept the flaws in the fucking story. Just enjoy it for crying out loud. Go with that flow. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take it all in. And it could be worse. It could be the Matthew Broderick version of the film. Of Godzilla. Yeah, that's the Gino I was referring. Right, oh, that's okay. ninety-eight. Yeah. yeah, Gino Godzilla in name only. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't fucking didn't, didn't get that. that. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a travesty. That. 
you know what? It's a, it's a fun movie if you don't think of it as a Godzilla movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they just didn't call it Godzilla. Uh, I think the design yeah. of the monster is really cool. Like, it's a really neat design. Yeah. But it's not Godzilla, you know? No. I know the guy who drew it, the George Topopoulos, or I think yeah. that's his name. Something like that. You know, I remember him teasing out Sony like, "Yeah, I got this new great night design for a Godzilla," and then when he shows it up, oh, it's oh, it's an iguana. You realize he has a pet iguana. I'm like, oh, that was really <laughs> you really did a fucking great job there with stretching out there to Topolis. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just wish he had like a dog. That'd have been great. See, Godzilla is more like a dog. He looks like a Bernard. You know, we're gonna put a little barrel under his <laughs> under his throat. A toxic you know, waste that, barrel. That's not- Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I And I agree with you, Gadfly. If you'd not called it Godzilla, I would have enjoyed it more. But my expectations, mm. again, were so high. And I like the setup. Until the very first time you see Godzilla, I like the organic setup. It's just the painful, the Siskel and Ebert characters and some of the bad jokes. <laughs> and, ridiculous. and then the assumption of, like, here's an iguana who's a marine, you know, Caribbean, warm-blooded or cold-blooded, but needs the warmth, coming up to the north to spawn... And then you also have, I used to have a green iguana as a pet. You know, they're they're vegetarians. I'm like, all of a sudden, then you have them eating tuna, you know, fish. And then you have a male being pregnant and giving birth to all these little raptors. I'm like, oh. it just became agony, you know. And in my version, I did, a, I did a fan edit. My version ends with the submarines launching the torpedoes and they kill Godzilla. I skip all the little raptors shit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Jurassic so was, Park. <laughs> exactly. It was just, it got to be like kicking in the groin over and over again. Take it, you fucks. We're going to give it to you. And you're going to take it. Well, who so, directed that one, too? Roland Emmerich. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he was just shoving his cock in our throats and just saying, you're going to take my load. <laughs> you're going to like it. With a lot of movies. There's not just that one. Yes, there's this arrogance. This, 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 he's like a fucking arrogant cunt when it comes to, like, <laughs> I'm going to take these. I'm going to take these great properties and I'm going to make them better because I live in Hollywood. Look at me. I'm a fucking Hollywood writer. And he just shows just how fucking arrogant and how stupid he is. I take think that, uh, I think we're gonna, one too. I think we've got Fuck a rubber. You, we've got a rubber room reserved for you, Dr. Head. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little too worked up. <laughs> yeah, it's You're uh, going to stick him in the dot com room. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the used rubber room. I'm sure Blue Fest could use the company. Yeah. <laughs> Stick me on the other side of the wall. <laughs> well, so that's interesting. We almost all uh, liked different uh, legendary films. Yeah, just Tar and I liked the one, Kong, Skull Island. But uh, I don't know. I, I probably would say my least favorite was the first one with the Brian Cranston. You know, that it just didn't. I don't know. It was okay. Um, Breaking Godzilla. Yeah. Breaking Godzilla. Oh. Right. Yeah, and my least favorite one was Skull Island because I I did not like the heavy-handed Apocalypse Now, uh, Apocalypse Now approach. I didn't like John C. Riley. I love him, but in this movie, he just the, the forced humor again. That's what Legendary has just not done very well. They just don't have comedic writers. It just felt like, oh come on, man, seriously. <laughs> and it just he just stuck out out of place. It just didn't feel right, you know. Yeah. It was too pulp. Something. It was something. I'll just leave it at that. Come on. This is, but it was. Got... It was too RuPulp. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have RuPaul. Right. Bring him in. Right. Pulp free. Or, yeah. But right. you got to admit, like the scene where he's eating that octopus 
That's awesome. Well, there's some great scenes with 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 um, with Kong, and I I mean, just like when he brought him into the Hollow Earth, the first thing he encounters is those big like winged serpent like creatures. Like that was fucking badass. And those yeah. I want to see more of those creatures. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's like that's great. Whatever it is, I want to see the evolution of these monsters. I would love to see a Hollow Earth Kong and Hollow Earth. Oh yeah, totally. Megalon. Um, yeah, and 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 I, I agree with you there. The octopus scene again shades and nods to the original '62 yep. King Kong Godzilla because there's the octopus scene in there. So I'm I'm getting all the nods and 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 I will say those things. There's a lot of respect given. Unlike the Dean Devlin Roland Emmerich pile of shit, these guys respect the Toho stuff. And like when you when you watch King of the Monsters, there are so many nods to the original, like the monster themes, like the Mothra theme, original, you know, scores. Okay. There's a lot of respect. So for that, I appreciate. As a fan, I appreciate that they treat the the content, the material, the characters that so many people love. They respect them, and um, you know, since they're working with Toho in a way, they they have to learn respect, which is very important in Japanese culture. I don't know if I mentioned, unlike Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. <laughs> Did I mention that they're cunts? Um, so, so <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of respect. And, and so that, I think it's awesome. So I think the next movie that they make, um, so HBO has a, a series that just came out about a year ago called Perry Mason. Um, they should get that actor from, from the HBO Perry Mason and put him in the next movie as a reporter um, for, you know, the Godzilla <laughs> flick, don't you think? Steve because, Martin? yeah, no, it's because uh, I think the the best movie is when uh, it was Godzilla versus Perry Mason, right? Isn't that what? Yes. The nineteen fifties. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he plays the character Steve Martin. That's yeah, Ironside's right. Right, right. Steve. That's yeah. right. Steve Martin. Um, yeah. Because he's wild and crazy. He's wild. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I just watched both the versions: the original version uh, and then the version with him in it. Um, vastly different movies in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, abs- oh, yeah. yeah. night and day. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had to see the 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 one with Perry Mason at the theater. You know, mm-hmm. did you know? Didn't know for years. You know about how the original was, mm-hmm. the original and the titling being different. Even you know, just yeah, yeah. And it was yep. such a revelation to see it because I went, you know, I like because because there's elements of it. You know that they capture in the, in the Americanized version that that's mm-hmm. what draws you to it. Yes. Uh, and even then, even as a kid, I was going, well, why is he in here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this doesn't make any sense to me and my friends. This doesn't make any sense. Why is he in here? You know? Mm-hmm. And we figured it out right away. Oh, they must've done this. This is the American version because you know how the, just how it's, be- you know, we weren't stupid, you know? So, but we still watched it you know, several times. Yeah, and it's still dark. It conveys that heaviness. It does, that it, uh, to a degree. Yeah, yeah and then as a kid, you know, because I, I think I started, my first one was Monster Zero, maybe, on like Super 8 millimeter film I got from the library. <laughs> showed on a, on, a, on a sheet hanging on the wall, you know. Uh, you know, I watched it as a kid, and I still recall, I couldn't figure it out as like a seven-year-old why Godzilla was just so, like, t- scary and mean in this one, but he was so nice in the other ones. He's like helping people and saving the world. What happened? You know, I, I, again, my mind just was unable to comprehend the fact that this was the first in the series or the fifth one in the series, you know, in this ongoing Godzilla saga. So it was, but when you finally see the original Gojira, the real unadulterated film, yes. boy, it is a masterpiece. You can see it is just so well done, not just as a monster movie. I mean, just as a film, it is powerful. 
really, really well done. Yeah, we had it at the University of Toledo. I was I showed movies at, uh, Thursday nights, and we showed uh, the original. They had a, a copy of the original Gojira, and that's what we showed. Uh, and you know, sixteen millimeter you know, projected, and yeah. even at that, it was. And I'm the projector, you know what? The projectionist watching it, you know. I'm just going. <laughs> Man, <laughs> what a movie! What a movie! It is, yeah, yeah, and it, and it, that brings us up up a subject too about even to bring up the you know um, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, it, Godzilla is a force of nature, and he's like he's like Gaia's watchdog, you know. And even in this one, he's being drawn to the place where he is needed in in nature when you think about it because he's it, and now this is even more so because it's nature versus man-made nat- you know man-made creation which is still nature but you know of the you know the kind of the polluted kind and he's drawn there that's been Godzilla or, or that's yeah that, that's been Godzilla even from you know the original doesn't necessarily say that but it's kind of kind of lays the foundation you know he, and I think that's this movie conveys that a lot, you know how how the uh, all of the, everything kind of connects together, mm-hmm. and just and you know it's even they're saying why is he doing it? Why is he doing it? But he's you know and humans are nothing you know to these, or at least right. to him. I mean you know it's they're just another, they're just another piece yeah. of nature, you it's, know. And that's there's you know there's no consideration for that. It's like love other that. other than yeah that way yeah but yeah well Godzilla's role has changed i mean he was that there there are elements of the force of nature in the original gojira we've mm-hmm. seen at night on odo island yes um, where the wind's coming in and this force but then then he he becomes this protector savior figure by the you know Ghidorah mm-hmm. uh, monster movie and then he, he again becomes the force of nature in the the heisei series in the 80s where they're trying to have mickey saguza try to you know psychically link to godzilla and he comes out of the volcano and and he's just this you know so they've really kind of play with him mm-hmm. and, and kind of adapt him to see you know how what they want and when they realized you know it doesn't need to be the savior anymore they brought him back as a monster but more than just a monster the force of nature which ties into the shinto roots of godzilla yes and um so and i like that that he's kind of like that still they, they kept what, that element honestly you know what did you think of the camera series and starting in 89 90. Well, the, the 90s movies? Yeah. They, we, have to do a, we have to do a show on that. They were yeah, brilliant. we do. Because I, uh, I thought they idea. were. They were yeah. brilliant. Better than the guys. Good idea. That's a good idea. Let's time. do a show yeah. on that. Let's yeah. do a show on that. Brilliant. They were brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I keep waiting for another one to come out. But... They, they, uh, did yeah. you ever see that trailer? Someone made a trailer. And it looked, I, I, I thought it was, and it looked awesome if, it, yeah. if they went through with it. Yeah, I th- I thought the same. I was like, oh, I totally watch that because after the Gamma the Brave, which came out what 2010, 2010. <laughs> did you watch that? Uh, yeah, I I, I uh, it was definitely aimed for the kids. Oh yeah, it, it's trying to harken back to the older. Yeah, stuff. and I thought it was done really well. I thought there was a oh, really I did nice, too. A motive done for kids. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was really nice. Totally, we but, gotta do an episode. Cool. I've never seen him. What? I know, 
right? Yeah, they're, they're definitely worth a watch. Definitely. We should and do you a, get the progression how much better they should yeah. We right. should do a watch party, seriously. Yeah, oh, we could do that. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, let's know your schedule, Gatfly. When 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 are we gonna do this? <laughs> right right now. Cool. Let me go pee. <laughs> Hold on. All right, that means any last words? No? Then no. we're out of here. Yeah, you guys wanna watch me take a dump? Say No. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> and you have been listening to On Same Radio. There you have it. Fez is in a rubber room. We watch some movies with rubber suits. Or, or not. Or not. Well, I Speaking did. Rubber suits of... implied. Yeah, I watched them. Speaking of... uh... Oh, yeah. Unsaneradio at gmail.com. They gave us a second box. So go ahead and keep sending those emails. Yeah, thank you. Mark Justice writer you can find him on Facebook you can see his uh, latest books that have come out what's your latest that you just released my newest one is Death's Head the Eye of Samity it's a horror action pulp set in the early 1930s voodoo zombies Haitian curses very exciting very good book very good book we freaks, Blue Fez is still bouncing around in that rubber room. Um, we freaks, W E E F R E E K Z. That's on Facebook. It's a great little comic. It's a a little panel comic he puts out usually every week, um, and it's it's quite amusing. Oh, yes. Very good. It's very good. It's great comic. Tar and feathers, psycho cinema. Inner that exactly as you would say it and you will come to our Facebook page. Yes. Um, we also have Unsane Radio is on Facebook. You can come and like us and, and watch us and adore everything that we do. Um, we don't ask for much. Just what little bit a little bit of soul you can um, you know provide. We don't know yeah. Just a little. Just a wee bit. If you have any toys you're not playing with, we'll take them. That goes without saying, but I'm glad you said it, Dr. Ed. Yeah, contact us about those on AOL. Maybe send it to our Hotmail account. Hotmail. Hotmail address. Uh-huh. I think I still have an old Hotmail account. Yeah. yeah my, MySpace. Come on. Hit us up on MySpace. Uh, I wasn't allowed to do MySpace. Tar and Feather have a great presence on MySpace. Still, Friendster. 
Friendster. <laughs> People have been downloading our episodes on Napster. Yeah. I thought Napster would play Friendster, but I'm back in my chair. Yeah. It's going to take too long. By 8.30, I'm ready for Napster. All the old people are using Napster. That's right. (laughs) As much as I think that's funny, I relate. (laughs) (laughs) We all do. That's why we're saying it. This is our lives. It's between trying to 